You're listening to Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy. Glory to the name of the living God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. We thank you so much. We bless your holy name for the beautiful seasons you've brought us into. And God, we thank you for how you work on us. We thank you in the name of Jesus that even so, t- so even though sometimes it's hurtful and sometimes it's difficult, Lord, we thank you because it's always so necessary. And you give us the strength to keep going and to make it through. And we honor you and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for the work that you do for revealing the will and the heart of the Father to us, God, for testifying of Jesus Christ, for conforming us and leading us and comforting us and teaching us. Hallelujah. Thank you in the name of Jesus. And we ask Holy Spirit that you would teach us today. Teach us this lesson. Give us understanding as to why we encounter the various seasons that we have and do and will encounter in Jesus name. And Lord, we love you. And we just ask that your name, Jesus, be glorified and speak to your children. Teach your children. You know what your perfect will is for each and every individual who will hear this episode. And Lord, we ask that you confirm it and make it plain for them in Jesus name. We love you. Hallelujah. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Glory to the name of the living God. He's so good, so holy, so awesome, and so righteous. And it's such an honor and a privilege to know him and to serve him. As I've been serving the Lord and even knowing people who serve the Lord, we all go through various seasons. And sometimes you will hear the saints say something like this, God is working on me. (laughs) Hallelujah. How many of us have said those words? God is working on me. In this lesson, we're going to learn how God works on the faithful because sometimes we find ourselves in situations and we don't know why we have to go through things or why things are so difficult for us and seemingly so easy for others. So we're going to dig into that. We're going to get into that topic of why we're going through the things that we're going through or why we've gone through some of those things. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to John, the gospel of John, the 15th chapter. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. We thank God in all things. We do all things without murmurings and disputings. We thank the Lord even in uncomfortable situations because he is the one who is at work in us, accomplishing his good pleasure in our lives and his perfect will for our lives. Are we at John 15? All right. I'm going to read verses one through five, and this is our Lord speaking. And of course, today I'll be reading the English Standard Version Bible. Amen. Amen. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Wow. So me reading the 15th chapter of John, it propelled me into studying the grapevine and the, the, the horticultural um, mechanism of pruning. And pruning is a very important and indispensable aspect of growing something, okay? Sometimes it has to be pruned 
um, a plant uh, has to be pruned for the health and survival of that plant. So Jesus says, I am the true vine. He saying he is the true vine. He is the part of the grapevine that is rooted in the soil and that is always upright. No matter what goes on with the branches, the vine never changes its position, never changes its purpose, never changes its nature. It's always the upright part. It never sways to the left or the right. It's always upright. It's always firmly planted. And it's always the part that supplies nutrients to the branches. Amen. Always. So Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Hallelujah. So we understand that father is um, looking at all of the branches growing as they are connected to Jesus Christ. And he is watching the fruit that they bear or do not bear. He's looking at the branches and seeing what's right and what is not right. He is looking and seeing what is useful and what is to be discarded. Okay. So Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. He is the one that is looking over and um, tending to the branches. Listen to this. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that is on Jesus, that's connected to this true vine, that does not produce anything, is something that the Father looks at and says, I'm going to do away with this. This branch is connected, but does not receive or take or accept the nutrients coming from the true vine. So it does not bear fruit. That is a branch that is going to be cut away. And then father looks at the branches that do bear fruit. And Jesus tells us what he does with those. He says in every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Now that is the ouchy part. But Jesus also goes on to tell us why father looks at the branches that bears fruit and prunes them. He says that it may bear more fruit. Okay. He says, okay, there are branches here that are bearing no fruit. I'm cutting those off completely, but I see some branches that are bearing fruit. I need to prune them. They have to go through pruning. And this pruning is not a one shot deal. This is not a once in a lifetime type of experience. Pruning is seasonal, just like it is with uh, any other plant. It's just like it is with the grapevine. The pruning is absolutely seasonal. And he the pruning takes place so that more fruit can be bared. I'm going to read verse three, and then we're gonna go back to verse two and talk about that. Already, you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Jesus says you are saved. You love me. I love you. You have allowed me to wash you with the water of my word. You are sanctified and made holy in my blood. You are made righteous by me. You are the righteousness of God in me. You are a blessed person. You belong to me. You are bearing fruit. So I don't want anyone to think as we get into this pruning topic that you're being pruned because you did something wrong or that you're being pruned because, you know, God wants to be hard on you. You're being pruned because 
you have allowed God to wash you with the water of his word. That right there bears fruit in your life. Amen. Come on here. Amen. Let's keep going. Verse four, it says, abide in me. God says, continue to live and dwell in me. Have your, your, your being within me, your movement within me, right? Yielding, submitting completely to everything that I want for your life. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Listen to this. Neither can you unless you abide in me. For those of you who feel like you want to start to take control of your circumstances and situations, you don't understand why things are going the way they are going for you. And you say, you know what? God has been calling me to this area or to this thing or to do this or to fast this way or to pray at this time. But I can't do it for this reason or another. Jesus is saying to you, you cannot bear fruit that way. You have to abide in me. You have to allow me to abide in you. You can't bear fruit on your own. It doesn't matter what you think should happen when I have told you what's going to happen. And when we don't hearken to Jesus, what happens is we become the branch that does not bear fruit that has to be cut away. Why? Because apart from Jesus Christ, we can do nothing. Apart from the true vine, we cannot bear fruit. The branch cannot bear fruit on its own. The only reason why you were able to be clean and make the changes that you've made and made the choices that you've made is because you have been led by the nutrients being supplied to you through the true vine. Listen to verse five. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. He bears much fruit. And he's already let you know, yeah, there's a pruning process that helps you to bear more fruit. And you do have to stay connected to me to bear that, that much fruit. But if you choose to do it my way and not your way, if you choose to submit and surrender your life, your dealings, your relationships, your thought patterns to me, you will bear much fruit. We are thinking about how to have successful businesses. We are thinking about how to have successful marriages. We are thinking about how to have more children. We are thinking about finances. We are thinking about ministry. And Jesus is simply saying, all I need you to do is abide in me. That's where the fruit comes from. That's why he says, you seek the kingdom of heaven first and its righteousness. And then all of these things will be added to you. All you have to do is abide in me, yield to me, surrender to me. And that fruit that you think is coming from a job, that fruit that you think is coming from a relationship, that fruit that you think is coming from a degree is only going to come when you find yourself abiding in Christ with a made up mind. Is your mind made up? And Jesus goes on to say, and this is something we need to remember. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can't keep a job. Apart from me, there's no ministry for, for you. Apart from me, 
There's no marriage for you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. The very things that you are fighting for and straining for won't receive the nutrients necessary for it to survive or bear fruit in your life if it's being done apart from me. So I just want to beseech you, first of all, be obedient to God. I know there are several things the Lord is telling us and there are several things we are not listening to. We sometimes are audacious enough to say, but God, just wait. Or God, I don't like it. God, I don't understand it. God, I don't want it. Apart from him, you can do nothing. So God is simply attempting to give you instruction and give you direction on the way that you should go. But when you choose to go your own way, and it's, it's nice that you still praying and you still seeking him and reading your word. But when you choose to go your own way, you have disconnected yourself from the true vine. You're not bearing any fruit. You're not receiving the nutrients necessary to bear the fruit that Jesus has told you to bear. Come on here. Come on. Let's go back up to verse two. Verse two, something um, Holy Spirit wants me to point out every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And then he says, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So here we have two groups of Christians. We have the Christians who look like, as my grandmama would say, they're living high off the hog, honey. Okay. <laughs> and then we have the group of Christians looking at them, the other group of Christians, the second group looking at the ones living high off the hog and saying, why they don't ever go through nothing? Why I got to go through all of these things? What the Lord wants me to lift up from verse two is, um, maybe, now I'm not telling y'all to go around and start saying who's in Christ and who's not, but I want to present this scriptural um, thought and fact to you. Maybe they are not abiding in Christ, living a life that is yielded to him fully, so they don't go through anything. Because they won't be pruned because they're not his. They've been cut off. I'm not saying that's everyone. I'm just saying what the Lord wanted me to present to you from verse two. He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So we see a group of Christians and we say, man, they don't go through anything. Man, they don't have to sacrifice anything. Man, they don't have to change anything. Man, they don't have to give up nothing. Man, God didn't put them to the test to prove them. What's the difference? The difference is you are abiding in Christ. You are connected to the true vine. So the father looks at you and he says, I have to prune that one. So if you weren't being pruned, just like we learned with discipline, if you weren't being disciplined, then that means that you're a bastard. If God looks at you and you realize that your life is real easy and you don't ever have to go through nothing, suffer no loss, be required to give up anything, then you can say the very same thing. I'm a bastard. I don't belong to him. Each and every child of God will go through seasons of pruning. Okay. Each and every person who the father is looking at that is connected to the true vine. If you bear fruit, you're going to go through something. If you truly belong to Jesus and you're truly abiding in Christ, you will find yourself in seasons of sacrifice, seasons of humiliation, seasons where you have to change, seasons where you have to seek the Lord for certain things, seasons of severe 
needs for deliverance. Come on here. And who even knows the situations and circumstances that will help you to understand that need for deliverance. Okay. So we will find ourselves in some unexpected seasons. These seasons are contrived to get us into the place and position to be pruned by the father. So what God does with those branches who are bearing fruit is he prunes them. He says, okay, these are taking in the nutrients from the true vine. These have yielded to whatever the true vine is delivering. These are the ones that I need to prune. I'm going to hold on to them. They've been cleaned by the word, but I have to prune them if they're going to survive. Y'all don't understand. So the, the thing that helped me to really understand this, and if um, any of you listening to this, if you grow things, then you have a good understanding of this. But um, for the survival of any plant that is bearing fruit, it has to be pruned in order to bear more fruit. Okay. So let's talk about what pruning is. So we understand what pruning is. Um, by definition, to prune something means to trim it. Listen to this by cutting away dead or overgrown branches or stems to prune. Something means that you are trimming it by cutting away dead or overgrown branches or stems. And listen to what the definition says. You do this, especially to increase fruitfulness and growth. So that means that some of these seasons of pruning look bad. You look bare. You look sore. You look, you look stripped. Think about Job. You're not looking too good. Things have been cut away and taken away from you. And people are looking at you trying to figure out what you've done wrong. And Job's life is the ultimate example of what it means to be pruned. God allowed things to be taken from him so that he can bear more fruit. So this trimming, this pruning, this cutting away isn't to hurt you so that you can build endurance. This pruning is to take away whatever is bad in you so that you can bear more fruit. Okay. So I want us to just envision a branch. Okay. Just envision a branch. Now envision that branch in full bloom, cherry blossoms coming off beautiful, beautiful, uh, um, buds of cherry blossoms. And then I want you to envision bare stems and stems on that same branch with some beautiful cherry blossoms that began to bud, but did not completely sprout and died and shriveled. Okay. Um, or think about also on that same branch, some extensions, some stems that, uh, came out, but were kind of dwarfed and did not grow properly. Okay. Listen, those are the things that need to be cut away. Why now continue to envision it. If those dead things stay there, that branch will not be able to bear any more blossoms because there are dead things and things that are no longer um, useful and things that are damaged that are sitting where good fruit and good blossoms could bud. 
In order for those blossoms to be able to bud, more blossoms to come, the dead areas have to be cut away. The damaged things have to be cut away. Those dwarfed uh, uh, stems and branches that could have grown out but didn't fully grow out for whatever reason, those things have to be cut away. And when those things are cut away, yes, the branch may look more bare, but the things that were not good have been done away with so that good things now can sprout. Because remember, this branch has been bearing fruit, which is evidence that it is connected to its source of nutrients. As long as that branch stays connected, it is going to bear more fruit in the areas that the damaged stems were cut away. That is the whole science behind pruning. You take away what is bad so that more good things can grow. Every single Christian who is in Christ Jesus and abiding in Christ Jesus will go through seasons of pruning. Okay. That is just how it goes. Pruning is also defined as the targeted removal. Listen to this of diseased, damaged, dead, non-productive and structurally unsound or unwanted material from that branch. Okay. That means it came out from the branch, but it's dead. That means it was on the branch, but it doesn't bear fruit. That means that it's on the branch, but it's disease. That's evidence that whatever those things are, it's not getting its nutrients for the true vine. That needs to be cut away. Now the branch is good. You're saved. You're connected. You've bear, bared fruit, but there are some things that are not right. God needs to prune you. Hallelujah. And so, uh, people who, you know, have grapevines and they grow whatever, uh, other types of plants or whatever that they grow, this is what they look for. It's called the four D's when it comes time to prune. Okay. Listen to what this says. Diseased, damaged, dead, deranged. This is what we would say the vine dresser is looking for when it looks at the branches that are connected to the vine. It goes out, he goes out, the vine dresser, and he looks for things that are diseased. He looks for things that are damaged. He looks for things that are dead. And he looks for things which are deranged. And sometimes we wonder, why did I have to go through that situation? Now I need deliverance. You know, I've never been through that before. And God is saying, yeah, I had to make what is deranged on you visible so that you would allow me to cut it away. Other than that, you wouldn't even have known that thing was there because you're more focused on the, the fruit that you've bared. And you think I'm going to stay focused on the fruit that you've bared. I want you to bear more fruit in season. And if that's going to happen, you will have to go through seasonal pruning. Okay. So those things within us that are diseased, that are damaged, that are dead, that are deranged, the vine dresser, our heavenly father has to cut those things away. And let me tell you something, it hurts. It hurts. He's our father. He's not attempting to hurt us. He just wants us to bear more fruit. But this is how our heavenly father deals with his faithful servants. This is how our heavenly father deals with those who have been abiding in Christ and bearing fruit because he cares about us because he wants us to have longevity, because he wants us to be perfectly whole with nothing unclean connected to us. He 
sends us into these seasons of pruning and anything being cut, honey, it hurts, but it's working together for your good. Okay. So the pruning promotes healthy and fruitful growth. Okay. Those four D's, the damaged branches, the diseased branches, the, the dead stems and the deranged stems being removed causes you, the branch to heal through its healthy connection to the vine and bear fruit. The removal of the things that are damaged and diseased and dead and deranged are also crucial for your healing. How many of you know for sure you are in Christ Jesus? Ah, hallelujah. You love the Lord. Hallelujah. He's heard your cry and he's pitied every groan. He's washed you with his word, but there are some areas in your life that needs healing. The pruning process fosters that healing. He says, I'm going to cut away the dead and you can envision it like a bare spot. God says where that bare spot is, where those dead things were, I'm going to cause fruit to grow from that very same place because you're still connected to the vine and you're getting the nutrients that you need. I'm going to cause fruit to sprout. Hallelujah. From that place that used to be hurt. And this is how everything begins to work together for our good. And those bad and those dead things and those diseased things and those damaged things and those deranged things that once were in our lives and controlling us and messing up our relationships and messing up the things that God had blessed us with. Those things are moved away. And God says, I'm going to use those very things to work together for your good. The same place those things were. It's going to be the same place I cause fruit to grow. All you have to do is stay connected to the true vine. That's it. No matter what is happening in your life and you say, man, this is some pruning that I'm going through. All you have to do for your survival now and later is stay connected to the true vine. The four D's, the diseased, damaged, dead, and deranged stems that sprout on these branches being pruned and removed leaves room for more fruit to come forth. You get rid of the clutter. You get rid of the excess. You get rid of the extra. And all you do is leave room for God to be glorified in those areas where, where there once was damage and there once was disease and there once was hurt. Now there's fruit because you humbled yourself to the process of the father. Come on here, Job. Yeah, you lost a lot. Yeah, there was plenty cut away from you, but you learned to humble yourself. And because of that, you bared more fruit. That's all. It's not wrong with you. Actually, Things are right with you. Father looks at you and says, things are going good with that one. That one needs to be pruned so they can survive. God is about your longevity. God is about accomplishing his perfect will through your life. And he is going to do what is necessary and righteous to get you to stay in this, to get you to not turn away and fall away completely. God is going to help you. Come on. And as scripture says, Psalm 45 in that right early, hallelujah. He's in the midst of you. You cannot be moved. What's in the midst of the branches, the true vine. He is in the midst of you. You cannot be moved. You can't. It's because of who you're connected to. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Pruning is the cutting away. Pruning is the removal of the unwanted parts. God says, no, no, no. No longer will I allow you to walk around with that. I don't want you to have it anymore. That trauma, that rejection, that damage, that pain, that low self-esteem, that confusion, that isolation, no longer will I allow you to walk around with those things on you. Okay. Listen to this though. When I tell you, I really, really enjoy this particular definition of pruning and this particular explanation of pruning. I really, I mean it. I love it because it really, um, hones in on something that has become important to me that, um, I like to say we do when we are fasting, we are humiliating ourselves or just in general, submitting ourselves to the process of God. We're humiliating, humiliating ourselves. So listen to this definition of um, pruning. It says to reduce the extent of something by removing unwanted parts. So God says, I have stripped you and it has reduced you. It has. Now think about the branch. It doesn't look as full and it doesn't look as beautiful anymore. It has been reduced. It has been brought low. It has been stripped. It has been humiliated. It has been humiliated. It says there is no creature hidden from the sight of God. This is in Hebrews 4 and 13. But all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. God uses these situations to bring us low. He sees us. He sees what needs to happen in our lives. He sees the pruning which needs to take place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And sometimes he causes us to humiliate ourselves, humble ourselves before him so that we can actually, um, you know, be the best that we can be in this life. We don't want to just scratch the surface. We want to go deep. In order to do that, you have to humble yourself. You have to be submitted and committed to God's process of pruning. Glory to the name of the Lord. Okay, so God brings us into a deeper level of righteousness through disciplining us. And this is what we've learned. This is what we understand, right? This discipline is especially reserved for the children of God whose lives are bearing fruit. There is a special discipline just for those of you who are doing what God has called you to do. There is a special type of discipline just for those of you who have completely and fully yielded your life to Jesus Christ and submitted yourself to him. This discipline is called pruning. Okay. It doesn't happen because you've done something wrong. It happens because you've been doing the right thing. Remember God judges disciplines and correct your corrected self is able to bear more fruit. Amen. So privilege is a privilege. I mean, excuse me, pruning, sorry, is a privilege of the righteous is something that righteous people get to go through. Everybody doesn't get pruned. Some people just mosey on through life and never are corrected by God, never are disciplined by God. I never want that to be me. I always want my heavenly father to come to me and speak to me and show me what needs to change, what he wants to work on, what needs to be done away with, what will make me better. Amen. Turn with me to Psalm 33 and 18, and we're going to just go through a few scriptures, okay? Come on. Psalm 33 
and 18 and it says behold the eye of the lord is on those who fear him on those who uh who hope in his steadfast love what what are we taking away from psalm 33 and 18 that god is watching you if you abide in christ god is watching you if you are bearing fruit he is looking at you and so we have to understand that when God sees us and as the vine dresser, he looks at those branches and he says, okay, this needs to change. That needs to change. This needs to be done away with. It's only because you are righteous and he is watching you. Turn to second Chronicles chapter 16, verse nine. It says this second Chronicles chapter 16, verse nine for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. Okay. I'm going to say it again for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Listen, listen to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards them, towards him. God is looking, going to and fro throughout the entire earth. Scripture says, and he is looking for those whose heart is blameless towards him. Why? Because he wants to give them strong support. He wants to help them in the areas that they need help. He wants to help you in the areas which you need help. You have to allow the Lord to um, do whatever it is that he wants to do. In other words, you have to submit to God's process. He is trying to support you. And yes, it may hurt you right now. And yes, you may be being stripped bare right now, but understand that these things are all working together for your good. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 16, verse 17. Listen to this. For my eyes are on all their ways. For my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from me, nor is their iniquity concealed from my eyes. Okay. He says, I can see you. Yes, I see all that good fruit that you're bearing, but I also see some of those shortcomings, some of those um, areas that need to be pruned. And we thank God that he doesn't overlook the, the wrong that's going on in us. And there have been times where I've said, Lord, I thank you that you can see it all. Thank you. Why? Because if he couldn't, honey, I would hide most of it. Do you hear me? But because God can see it and we have a real relationship with him, we're able to go to him and be open and honest with him and say, Lord, I need help in this area. This There's something growing on this branch as I'm bearing fruit for you, as I'm yielded to you, as I'm receiving your nutrients, there's something on me that I feel is deranged or dead or diseased or damaged that needs to be done away with. We go to God as a privilege saying, God, thank you that you've came to set the captives free. You've come to set the captives free. Thank you. You're going to prove me. You're going to help me. I need this thing to be done away with. Hallelujah. So privileged is a welcomed act of God in the hearts of his saints. We want God to prune us. Pruning is a welcomed act in the of God, excuse me, in the heart of his saints. So we want the Lord to prune us. We say, yes, if this is what I have to go through to bear more fruit, if this is what I have to go through to never deal with those dead buds and dead stems again, if this is what I have to go through to um, be more useful to you, Father, then take me through it. Psalm 51 and 2. What does the psalmist says? He says, what does the psalmist say? Excuse me. He says, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me 
from my sins. Go down to verse seven. He says, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. This, the, the psalmist David here is saying, wash me. I'm asking you, search me, clean me, take away my sins, take away the damage, take away the dead things, take away the unclean things. And then I'll be clean. Then I'll be whiter than snow. I want you to process me. This is what he's saying. Prune me, wash me clean and take away this iniquity. Okay. So it's a welcomed act. We don't run from it. We don't say, God, don't do that to me. I don't deserve this. We may feel like that in our flesh, but when we are in the spirit, glory to the name of the Lord, we see it for the honor and the privilege and the necessity that it is. Turn with me to Isaiah 1 and 16. It says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes, cease to do evil. Okay. Glory to God. God is saying, you have to be washed. You have to yield to this washing. You have to want to change and you have to welcome it as God uh, puts it into your life. Turn with me to Jeremiah four, and we are going to read the 14th verse four and 14. O Jerusalem, wash your heart from evil that you may be saved. How long shall your wicked thoughts, listen to this, lodge within you. Just like those stems are lodged within that branch. Um, the Lord is posing this question. How long will you allow this to happen? And so this washing that is spoken of in Isaiah 1 and 16 and Jeremiah 4 and 14 comes when we yield to the word of God. And this is what it says in um, John 15 verse 3, that you are clean through the word that I have spoken to you. Okay, we've yielded to that. We've yielded to those nutrients. We welcome God's ways and his word and his pruning process that yes, God, listen, there are some sin on me. There are some things that need to be done away with. There are some things in my heart that are just not right. And I want to be pruned. I want to be washed. I will do what I can. I will do my part to wash myself. Come on, according to Isaiah and according to Jeremiah, but I'm also going to yield to your pr pruning process and allow you to do this extra work in me. Amen. Amen. Okay. Turn with me to Philippians two. Okay. Philippians two. Are we there? All right. Let's go. Philippians two and verse 14. It says, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted nation. God is only trying to keep your garments clean. First of all, but listen to this among whom you shine as lights in the world. He says, stay innocent. Don't complain in this process. Don't try to fight me dispute. He says, do all things without grumbling, without complaining and without disputing, without fighting me. Don't fight against me trying to heal you. Don't fight against me attempting to remove those dead and diseased and damaged things from your life. I'm only doing this so that you can bear more fruit. I'm not attempting to hurt you. I'm not attempting to stunt your growth. I'm not attempting to take away from what you've already done. I'm only attempting to help you to grow and help you to have healthy growth, useful growth for the glory of God and for his kingdom. Amen. Amen. And so this is how the Lord works on the faithful. And, and sometimes we begin to go through things and we just don't understand why us, why it's happening to us. And we have a pity party. Okay. And we dispute with God and we grumble against the Lord, but that is not the behavior that we are supposed to have. 
We are supposed to do all things without murmurings and disputings. And um, we want to shine as light. We don't want blemishes on our garments because we've been fighting against God's process or because we've allowed ourselves to be cut away from the true vine. We don't want that. We want to stay connected because listen, apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. So yes, you abide in Christ, fully in Christ and are pruned at the same time. And yes, sometimes it hurts. Glory to God. But we thank God for those times that cause us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of the vine dresser, our heavenly father, so that we can bear more fruit and receive that exaltation that scripture promises. I love you. And I pray that you understand now have better understanding as to why you have to go through some of the things that you go through. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your process. We will not complain any longer and we won't fight against you anymore. We honor you. We love you. And I ask that you would give my siblings the strength to endure whatever it is they are going through right now or whatever they will go through. Help them to understand that you love them and you have to do this so that they can bear more fruit for you. You will not allow them to stay damaged and disease. You will not allow dead areas to remain in their lives. You will not allow deranged areas to be where you want there to be soundness and sobriety. In the name of Jesus, Father, we welcome your process of pruning. We thank you. It's a privilege. It lets us know we belong to you, Jesus. We love you. We thank you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray you all have a blessed day. Bye.